thank you so very much. Thank you so very much. Now, when God gave me the word, uh, I don't know anybody, okay? I just minister what God gives me. Uh, and uh, God gave me this word that I had a chance to study uh, to late, late yesterday afternoon. And then I had to be back here this morning very early uh, to make sure I'm prepared uh, for God's word. Okay, so uh, we're going we to go to the subject this morning because there's some other things. And I want uh, you who are going to take notes to uh, put my notes aside so you'll know where, what I want when I ask for it, okay? That, that'll help me out. All right, you'll be known as pastor note keeper. All right. All right, could be called the bookkeeper, but anyway, the note keeper. All right, we're going to go right into God's Word. Now, we're going to go to the book of Ephesians, uh, chapter 4. We're going to give you our subject first, then we're going to go to work here. Ephesians chapter number 4. When God says something, uh, it affects my life, and I hope it affects yours, because you will never change. You will never change if you don't listen to God's Word. It's only God's Word that can change you. All right, only God's word that can change you. All right. Now, we want to look at Ephesians chapter 4. We're going to start reading verse 29 because I want to give my subject first. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse number 29. Let no corrupt communication. Now, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying. Otherwise, I told you, I'm going to give you, that's one of the things I said we're going to go to you last time, 1 Corinthians chapter 14. I said verse 1 through 5. See, I can remember once I go over something, I can remember what I said. All right, and we're going to go to it today. 1 Corinthians, I'm going to take, take my own notes here, one of them, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1 through 5. I tried another way. I don't, I have to do what I have to do, verse 1 through 5. And then verse number 30 says, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. That was not asking you. That's a command. Whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. Uh, and then he went on to say in verse 31, Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking be put away from you. Now remember, he's talking about what, what, why. That's why I'm showing you the why. Because it grieved the Holy Spirit. So I'm telling you today, grieve not. Grieve not the Holy Spirit. That is my message today. Now, the reason why we're doing that is because three weeks ago, I taught you on Ephesians. Let's go there. I don't want to say something short. You in Ephesians, back back to Ephesians chapter 1. We want to look at verse 13 and 14. And we told you that you are, if, you, if you're born of the Spirit, you have been sealed. S-E-A-L-E-D. You've been sealed with the Holy Spirit. Now, since you've been sealed with the Holy Spirit, then you've got to understand that's why the message today is grieve not the Holy Spirit. All right? That means the Holy, you, you, are in, you are in the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is in you. You've got to understand. So things that you say or think, he's in you and you in him. And when things are, are not, when you don't live right or, or you get into some other thing, this morning I said something that I want to, uh, I was corrected today, and that's what I'm talking about. I, I'm dealing with the word ignorance, and I'm showing you I was ignorant. And, and the ignorant means you don't know it all. There are some things that you do not have all the information on, 
uh, and you're ignorant of that. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. Ignorance doesn't have anything to do with it. It just has to do with things that you do not understand in your own in intelligence. All right? And all of us have some weaknesses in that area. Amen? I'm going to show you in the Word of God today uh, in the 19th chapter. I, I, somebody can maybe remember that. They burned their books. Let's just start off with chapter 19 of the book of Acts because, you know, I don't want nobody to say, well, I forgot to write that down in the book. I think it's Acts 19, 19 or something like that. Uh, and if I'm the wrong, is that Acts 19? 19, 19. <laughs> Go with it, God. Look, the book of Acts chapter 19. Now watch this. Let's go to verse 11. We're going to back all the way to verse 11 because I want to show you what God did and then I'm going to show you what the people did. See, this is what happened when you, when you grieve the Holy Spirit. Now the apostle Paul saw that because remember he operated in the Spirit of God because he had the mind of Christ. And because you have the mind of Christ, you discern all things or you understand all things. That was in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 this morning. We gave you that, the last verse in 1 Corinthians 2. Uh, I'm going to read that verse. You don't have to come. You're going to operate in the camp. You don't have to come. I'm just going to read that. It says, But he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who has known the mind of the Lord? I'm reading you 1 Corinthians 2 and verse number 16. Who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ? And that's why I told you, you have to know you have the mind of Christ. Uh, if you got the mind of Christ, that's what you got to understand. That's what God is doing in you is putting God's mind in you. That's why I minister you the word. Otherwise, I minister you what's on paper so God can put it on your heart. See, that's why Paul told you in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, chapter 3, we are written epistles, known or read of all men. Okay, so God, my responsibility is to take this Bible by the Holy Ghost now and put it on your heart. So you have in you, the word in you. So that's why you're able to be able to speak the word of God. All right, that's what God's doing. He's not writing on tables like in Old Testament. Old Testament, Moses, he put, the, put them on the stone, gave them the stone, and they put it inside of a, uh, in the ark. You know, that's what they did with it. But you are, the t you are now the house of God. God put it in you. All right, that's what you got to understand. You got to have the word of God in you. You are the house of God. All right, that's where the Word of God is kept. All right, so in Acts, we're in Acts chapter 19. We're going to start reading verse 11. Now, and God wrought special miracles by the hand, hands of Paul, watch this, so that from his body was brought unto, 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 sick, unto the sick, I'm sorry, handkerchiefs and aprons. And the Bible said, and the diseases departed from them, and the evil spirits went out from them. Then Certain other vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon themselves to call over them which had evil spirit, the name of Jesus, the name of the Lord Jesus said, we adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preached. And there were seven sons of one Seba, a, a Jew, and a chief of the priests which did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them, 
so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. You didn't think it was in your Bible, did you? And this was known to all the Jews and Greek also dwelling at Ephesus, and fear fell upon all them all, upon them all, and the name of Jesus Christ was magnified. And the, the, the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And many that believed came and watched this, confessed and showed their deeds. Many of them also which used curious arts. See, you want, you want to talk about uh, grieving the Holy Spirit? That's what he's talking about. See, I, I, I was in college, and I never forget this, and uh, there was a guy told me, says, uh, and I knew better than mess with this stuff, and this guy said, oh, man, we going over so-and-so house because they got a Ouija board. Now, I know nothing today about a Ouija board, but this is what the man says. And they said, yeah, we going over that man because he said he can make them thing move on the table. We're going to go check him out. I'm going, like, no, I'm not going to that one, brother. But when they came back, they were like, man, this guy is bad. This guy, no, he has some demons in him. All right, but, but, this is what, but this is what happened. Many of them was also used curious arts. Burn their books, burn their books together. They burned them before all men. They did it openly, and they counted the price of them. It was found 50,000 pieces of silver. Now, what I want to do, I want to look at my Bible, and I want to look at 1919. I want to see how much money that was. Acts chapter 19, verse 9. That's, that's a lot of money. Now, that's a lot of money that they had on demonic books. See, that's, people, you know, we, we get into things we don't know. We don't know because nobody would tell us. All right, but you were a pastor who would tell you the truth. Acts 19, 19. Yeah, you got the number books. That's curious art. Number books is curious arts. See, you don't know because you got a, you got a book that's telling you what the number going to come out. Who you think wrote the book? A number of them who had been preaching sorcery. I'm reading Acts 19, 19 out of the book of Acts. N-A-L-T. A number of them who have been practicing sorcery. See, people don't know. Sorcery is having relationship with dead people. That means demonic spirits are giving you counsel. See, it's no different. You see people, you see, I see, we pass by the graveyard, we go home. People are sitting out there all the time, reading with a Bible, reading to the people dead. You can't help nobody now. Man, I tell you, they got some ideas. And, and all them people got to do is say something back, and we're going to have a new street. We're going to call it Graveyard Avenue. All right. A number of them who had been practicing sorcery brought their incarnation, incantation books burned them in a public bonfire. The value of the books was several million dollars. Several million dollars worth of books. So the message about the Lord spread wildly and had a powerful effect. This is what those people's doing. And see, the key is we don't have no idea that some of the stuff that we have that people gave us. I used to, see, I, I used to play numbers 
And then a guy told me, he says, I said, man, how in the world y'all know what number to play? He said, well, don't you just go buy you a book. Come on, now, I'm just telling you the truth. And I went and got a book and it, all the numbers, and it tell you in there, it tell you what's coming out, it tell you what it stands for, what it means. Now, don't go play this stuff. I'm just telling you because that one, I, I was playing something and it was like 690, I don't know, 697, I'm going to say that. Seven, and, then, and then I looked up in the book, it had talking to the dead. I'm going like, no, I don't need that. <laughs> but that's what the books you, the books you get in is from people who have made them up. And, they are, and you don't realize that's how they got them. They made up books. They went through sorcerers and witchcraft. They made the book up. And there you all are trying to get you a number. Wonder what coming out today. They got what coming out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And when I saw them going like, I'm going to tell you what I said, but I I'm not going to tell you on the tape, but I said, I, I can't be that big a fool. Because, I mean, when I say play a number, I play a number every day. In, in my time, like Paul said, vanity of vanity, says the preacher, it was all vanity. And I, and cause I, I would see something. I, I, I played it. Don't be on the way to work and you see a tag. And don't see it twice, like on the back of somebody's trailer or something. Go like, now you're going to box it. Because you sure ain't going to miss this. See, you follow another spirit. Come on, I'm telling you what you're doing. You've been led by another spirit. That's the vanity of your mind. That's why I told you that's a carnal mind. It's enmity against God. It would not follow God. It would not obey God but it'll follow a number on the back of a motorcycle. A, a number, I'm talking about you see a number, you go, I got to play this number, man. Why are you playing it? You saw it on the back of a building. You follow endeavors. My job is to tell you. All right, now, I, I, want, I want to go to uh, uh, grieve not the Holy Spirit. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 14. I said I'm going to do that first. So you'd be surprised where God's people involved. You got, I'm telling you, they bold with it. Christians today, they bold with it. I mean, they're, they're putting it on Facebook. Now, my wife has a Facebook. I don't have a Facebook. But I get noticed sometimes. <laughs> All right, 1 Corinthians chapter 14. See, a lot of folk go to church, but that don't mean they say. They got, you got all these other sayings all these other sayings ain't no Bible. They're just sayings. All that stuff ain't no but the devil. See, you cannot mix all this stuff with the Bible. If it's not in the Bible, it's from the devil. Let me tell you, there's only one book of truth, and that's the Bible. Now, you can get all this stuff out of here to tell you what you ought to do and how to live your life and how to treat people. There's, you can get this stuff from other places, but it's coming from the devil. Come out of the mind of Satan. Don't let that hurt. Don't let that be you. I never forget when I, when I went to a cemetery, I mean seminary, and I sit there and I was, the, the man was the dean of the church, 
And I says, uh, he asked me, what do you get that from, young man? I said, then you got try the spirit. Have you ever heard about try the spirit by the spirit? And he said to me, shut up, little knucklehead preacher. You know, just like that. And I'm going like, Dean, that was me. He said, I know who it is. I said, but I'm not a preacher. He said, oh, you shut up, little knucklehead preacher. I said, well, I just want to know because I hear people saying try the spirit by the, by the spirit. He said, boy, go to 1 John chapter 4. We're going to do that right now. Go to 1 John. This is what he did to me. He said, go to 1 John chapter 4 and read it to me. So I got 1 John chapter 4 out. I said, Dean S.J. Williams. That's who he was. Verse 1. He said, now read. Now we're in, we're in school. 1 John 4, 1. Beloved, believe not every spirit. Said, read on, son. But try the spirits whether they are God. He said, what did it say? I said, believe not every spirit. See, that's who people are. I'm going somewhere with this message. When I go back to Acts 19, I'm going to show you. They are people. Spirits are people. That's why they call them spirits. So that's why when you go, when I go to 2 Corinthians, write that down, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1. Watch this. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits. whether they be of God. He's talking about people. Because many false prophets, that should be false spirits, are gone into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God, every spirit. See, you keep calling it spirit. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is coming in the flesh is of God. That was, John wrote that you had to confess Jesus Christ they, their salvation was based on confession that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. They said that if that person do that, they have God. Then every spirit that confesses not, see, they call the people spirits, that Jesus Christ is coming to flesh, that spirit is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist. So you got to understand there is an Antichrist spirit, there's a demonic spirit that people have and they pick up. That's why I keep telling you to get out of those places. You would pick up demonic spirits. There are spirits of devils, and they have to be involved with doctrines of devils. That's why I tell you, don't let your child grow up to be a cowboy. No, it isn't. Don't, don't put a demonic thing on your child and send him out to play Halloween he will pick up the spirit of that. See, you don't understand spirits are real. They are more than we for a spirit. That's why we have to have the Holy Ghost. You, you, I put it like this. Don't bother them. They won't bother you. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Just like bees and honey. Leave it alone. Go find yourself another sport. Go just as sure you go in there and mess with that honey. Every spirit that confesses not that Jesus is coming in the flesh is, is, is not of God and that is spirit of Antichrist. Where, whereof you have heard that it shall come even now already is in the world 2,000 years ago. So you got to understand and that's how you do when you got, you got to understand when you go out here and get a book 
that tell you in there, talking to the dead, is it to give you a number book? You picked up another spirit. You allow an evil spirit to come in your house. Spirit enters into images. So when you go by images of other gods, other things, the spirits follow those images. That's why God said, thou shalt have no other gods. They had images. You go back and look at them. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. What were they doing? What did Israel do when they went up in the wilderness? God came down, they was worshiping another god. What were they worshiping? An idol, a cat. That's what you, it, it belonged to somebody else, God. So you got to understand something. When you go get something, it's an image of somebody, somebody else worships that. You bring it in your house, spirits will come to it. See, a whole lot of people tell me, so, Pastor, I need you to come pray. No, I need to come clean out your house. That's what you're telling me. Because once I come in and see some things, I tell you, you need to get rid of this. Oh, no, I ain't throwing that away. That's why you think the devil here. You got his stuff. See, that's why people don't understand. There's certain kind of, I don't know why God got me going here, but I reckon you need it. Somebody. There are some kinds of incense draw devils. It's one of the biggest businesses, that one of the biggest businesses. That's why we have to be so very careful when we go get stuff to, in here. There's certain kind of thing that draw spirits. Incense. If you notice, that's what they did in the old covenant. They are attracted to incense. There's certain music that you can play in your house, devil will show up. Huh? They can hear you, party, lift, lift them up. They, hey, they coming. That's why you don't open your doors for Halloween. People have spirits. My wife will tell you, I can be in my house anywhere. If anybody playing Halloween come to my door, I tell my wife, somebody at my door right now. Because you can sense the spirit coming towards your house. That's how demonic spirits are. My wife would tell you, there a person called my house and they pray, they, 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 they own the phone, and my wife would tell you here, I'm gonna look at her. You look at my wife. Look at my wife. Watch this. The person I prayed for on the phone and commanded the demons, when I told her she had devils, my wife woke up and said to me, Who was that on the phone? What was I my? And I told you she has a devil. My wife said, She has a demon. We could feel it, in, we could feel it through the phone. Devils are real. They'll come. You, you, you up here running your mouth on TV. Well, I ain't watching that. You got your television on the devil's show and you holler about it. Well, I ain't watching it. Why don't you cut it off? Wow. All right. Lesson for the day. Lord, how did I get here? All right. First Corinthians chapter 14. I want to help you. And I, I want you to understand what grieves the Holy Spirit. So when you're doing things that grieve the Holy Spirit, you need to understand. First Corinthians chapter 14, follow spiritual gifts. See, he don't want you to be afraid of spiritual gifts. But you need the Holy Spirit to follow spiritual gifts. Because that's what people do is the first thing they get when they get in ministry, they want the gifts. 
They want to be able to shun die and pray over folk. Listen, if you don't have the Holy Spirit and you go praying, laying hands on folk, I'm going back to Acts chapter 19. Devils will come out of other folk getting you. They don't have to run you out of town. They can run you home. They can go home with you. You don't understand. Demons are real. First Corinthians chapter number uh, four, 14 and verse 2 says, For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh unto, unto men, but unto God. That's why I tell people, that's why Paul said, Cover to prophecy and do not forbid to speak in tongues. Don't follow the tongues. See, I've seen people, they want to speak in tongues so, very, so much they end up with devils. Because of who you pray with. So everybody that, everybody that speaks in tongues don't have the spirit of Christ. You can tell, a, you can, I can tell a devil when I hear one. I, I'm telling when somebody pray in tongues, I can tell that's the devil. What I mean, it come out of the flesh. It come out of the spirit. When, when, when tongue come out of a person's spirit, it's anointed. And you can sense the anointing. So, so don't, don't covet the tongues. Covet the prophecy. And prophecy don't mean thus saith the Lord. Covetous means the new covenant in writing. That's what he's talking about. The message Paul preached is called prophecy. The message that's been preached. So don't covet the gift. Covet love. That's what he's talking about. Because if you covet love, God will make sure you won't have a devil. Okay. But he that prophesied, verse 3, speaketh to men to edification. That's what you want to do. You want to edify somebody. You want to exhort them. You want to comfort them. But when you, when you want tongue, you just want to edify yourself. He that prophesied edify the church. So you want to build up the church, not just yourself. If you pray in spirit, fine. I pray in the spirit. But I pray in the spirit, watch this, for the knowledge of the word. It doesn't mean that it's not already here. I pray in the spirit, not the Lord know what I'm praying for, because nobody knows what I'm praying for but him, and then he tell me my message. So I'm not praying in the spirit to get something. I'm praying in the spirit so what's in me will come up. So I will have knowledge of what I'm praying. See, that's why, what praying in the Spirit is for. So you would have knowledge of what's in you that God wants to say to you. So you're not praying to God to get nothing. Praying in the Spirit draws the water out of the well. That's how you get the understanding through praying in the Spirit. But at the same time, I don't do it all the time. When I get to a place I don't know where I'm going or what I'm doing, I pray in the Spirit. That's what I did yesterday. I go going yesterday. I said, Lord, I don't know where I'm going, what I'm doing. I'm just going to start praying in the Spirit. And I need you to tell me where I'm going next. I was with my brother right here this morning. Five, well, six something this morning. I already had on my board what I'm ministering on. When I got in the message this morning, I said to him, I got to erase that. I can't teach that. Spirit just told me my message, my witness. That's what I'm talking about. That's what praying in the Spirit is for. So you don't just, you don't just go out here and hoop and let everybody know I got it. All right. Are y'all all right out there? Yeah. All right. Y'all learning? Yeah. All right. All right. Just want to make sure you learn. All right. Now let's go to, uh, man, I, I, let me go to Acts 14. I got to go back there first. 
Romans what? 8.14? Yeah, let's do Romans 8.14 because I, I want to show you something. So you got, this is very important by the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. Now, I, I started teaching you Romans chapter 8 this morning. I never finished. I never finished too much, do I? Romans 8 and verse 14. Watch what it says. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So you have to be very careful with, with, when you bag up the Romans chapter 5. Now, now let's bag up the Romans chapter 5 again. Now, if you're led by the Spirit of God, I gave you 1 Corinthians chapter 2, remember? And I show you in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 12. So we're going to look at that next. All right, well, let's go back to verse 5, Romans 5 and 5. So if you're led by the Spirit of God, say, if you're led by the Spirit of God, you are the sons of God. Right, so if the Spirit's not leading you, guess what? You're not His. So you got to make sure that, that, because if you got the Holy Ghost, He's going to lead you. All right, now Romans chapter 5, and verse 5 said, but they, they, are, they that are, after the flesh, they do mind the things of the flesh. And they that are after the spirit, they mind the things of the spirit. So otherwise, if you have the Holy Spirit, your mind is going to be led by the Holy Spirit. So if you don't have the Holy Spirit, your flesh has its own mind. And, and the Holy Ghost don't lead that. That's why it's called a fleshly mind. Carnal mind. You hear you hearing from another spirit. But to be carnal in mind in verse 6 is death. He gave you the definition of death. To be carnal minded is death. When the spirit is not in your mind, you got a dead mind. Let me say it another way on the islands, the islands talk. You got a dead man mind. You got a dead mind, man. You, you catch on, right? Uh, for to be calling minded is death. But to be spirit minded, if you got the Holy Ghost in your mind, your word mind means soul or heart, then you have life and peace. That's how you're saved. So to have the Holy Spirit don't just mean I can speak in tongues. So that's what people would tell you. Well, I got the Holy Ghost, listen to me, I can speak in tongues. No, if the, you got the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost means you are a son. You have the mind of Christ. And if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you're none of his. That's how you got to look at, look at what you're going through here. All right, verse 14, I gave you that. Verse 14 said, if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit now is your life because of righteousness. So you got to understand, God make your soul righteous. That gives life to your soul. Now you have the mind of Christ. That's what I gave you in 1 Corinthians 2, 15 and 16. I'm not going back there. All right, now where am I right now? 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Thank you very much. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. I read y'all know that my daughter Sandra is, is, my, is one of my secretaries there. She makes sure I know the word, but got the word. That's why she's so good back there, because when I say something, I may say five things and come back and say, now what I say, you got to be able to do this thing. But that's what she does for her job. She, get, she work at the University of Michigan, 
and that's where they get her because she can remember a lot of stuff. I taught her all she know. <laughs> Sorry, Sandra. I had to let her have that one because she, she'll tell me a minute day, Dad, you need to stay in one place. You go too many places at one time. Yeah, I know. All right, now, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, we're going to start reading uh, in verse number 2. Paul says, verse 2, we go to verse 2. Paul says, I'm jealous over you with godly jealousy, for I have espoused you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste version of Christ. He talked about the, the church of God. But I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguile Eve, watch this, through subtility. How did he do it? Subtility, he did it through her mind. Right. He beguiled her through her mind. So your mind, now he's going to tell you. See, he, he did it through her mind. See, now he said uh, through subtility, through her mind, so your mind should be corrupted, see, from the simplicity that is in Christ. So his whole thing is corrupt your mind. That's why I told you you don't need to be in a fraternity. You don't need to be in no sorority because that's the whole purpose is to corrupt your mind. You got to understand, some things have purposes behind them. The word purpose means the original intent, something that was made. So the reason you have fraternity is to corrupt your mind. They know you're not going to come to their church, so they'll have a fraternity and everybody can come. And there you go. Now they can corrupt your mind and you don't want to even go to church no more. They'll have a man sitting in the east that you worship it instead of God. Know the God that you serve, you can't see. And there you are asking, who is that over in the East? They got you. All this stuff. They have Greek gods and goddesses behind sororities and fraternities. See, my job is to tell you, you, you can do what you want to do. It's your thing. <laughs> well, my job is, when I stand before a holy God and I know he lives here, I have to speak the truth, and I cannot let you go to the church I pastor and not tell you the truth. You can do what you want. It. Amen. I, I have to tell you. <clears throat> I have to tell you the truth. When God showed me something, I have nothing but truth for you. But I just taught you the week before then how God keeps us. Now, if God gave you the Holy Spirit to seal you, and next week I told you how God keeps you, then you got to keep yourself from idols. He put down this word ignorance. Let me show you something. I'm going to show you something. Let me show you the purpose of idols. First, keep yourself from idols. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 12, because you're right here in Corinth. 1 Corinthians 12. Let me show you what, what it does. 1 Corinthians 12. The purpose of idolatry is to lead you away from God. See, that's what you got to understand. Son. You go to church. There have been people go to this church. They were doing so well, oh, growing so. I began to see their children come to church. And you know what? I saw a lady come here, <clears throat> and, <clears throat> and, and her, the guy wanted to marry her. Yeah, Lord. <laughs> she was doing so well. And then all of a sudden, she stopped going to church, and the guy left with her and didn't marry her. Isn't that something? While she was going to church, things was working out for her, and the guy wanted to marry her. 
Then she ended up leaving the church. And the guy said, I'm not going to marry her. What a mystery. All right, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, right? right? Verse 1 and 2. I didn't tell you. Now watch this. Watch what, watch what happened when you wish about it. I'm not done with Acts 19, 19. Remember, I got up here. Now concerning, that's the wrong place. I got to have my heart. Now concerning spiritual gift, brethren, I would not have you what? Ignorant. He don't want you to be ignorant. You know why? You don't want to be ignorant here because there are other spiritual things. He knows it. See, there are spiritual gifts. And every time, everywhere there is a real spiritual gift, there's an imitation. So you got to understand something. There's always an imitation. Say it. There's always an imitation to a real. So when you see something that's Holy Spirit, a real Holy Spirit, then there's an imitation. Where there's a real gift of tongues, there's an imitation. See there, listen, when the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God, see I got to really hear from God before I do things because I, I, I just love praying for folk. But when I pray for people, there are people in here right now, I'm, I'm going to do it. I don't want to miss God. If you're in here right now, you got pain in your body. You don't have to stand up. Just hold your hand up. You've got pain in your body. Don't make up no pain. Don't say, well, let me see do I have pain. Okay, you have a person right here. See, that's how people get pain. And it didn't come from me. You say, oh, I got pain. You were not even hurting. Now you raise your hand. Like, oh, shoot. You asked for it, didn't you? Oh, who got pain? I saw a hand over here. You got two hands over here. Got pain. You got pain, pain in your body. There's three back there. Four. Now, remember, you got pain in your body right now. There's four. Back there, five. Six at the door. Seven. Eight. Eight people got pain. All right. Now, watch this. Oh, you got pain back there? Okay. Don't decide you got no pain. I've been asking how many of you got pain? Raise your hand. Don't raise your hand if you got no pain now. Because if you get pain, it won't come from me. All right. Okay. Now watch this. Watch this. Now watch this. Now, I'm not a person to brag on anything. I only give God the glory. So when somebody tells me, thank you, don't thank me. It's not my gift. The gifts are the Holy Spirit. You can let your hand down. Your hand just was for, for between you and the Lord. Now, when, when, I, when I pray for people, I, I can pray for you whether you are sitting there and I'm here because there's no distance. Do you understand? Because I'm not the one doing it anyway. So a lot of people are prone to somebody touch me. You don't have to be touched. That's just one of God's ways. You can, I can lay hands on you. It may happen faster. I remember when I was in Connecticut, I was praying for a guy, my wife, and the people at the church that were with me at that time. And that was an athlete. And I don't know what college he went to. I don't even get into that kind of stuff. But anyway, they was, everybody knew him. And he was sitting up, and I was praying for the sick. And this guy was like, pray for him because he need to, he's an athlete. And we, we want that God to heal him. We want God to heal him. 
Well, anyway, I was praying for the guy, and God said, don't, don't put your hand on him. Go way on, put your hand down his leg because you can't get to his head. You got to understand something. The mind is the enemy of the spirit. And most people cannot receive from God because they're trying to figure it out. Instead of just letting God be God. He's God. He don't need you to figure him out. You can only believe God. Just believe God. All you do is believe God. Now, while, while I'm talking, it's not just I'm just running my mouth. I t- already know what the Spirit is doing. That's why I'm giving him time. Now, Father, I thank you for all the people. Listen, listen to me. I thank you, Father, for all the people that raised their hand that had pains in their body. Now, I pray that 100% of everybody that I pray for, the pain will leave. But I'm not over that. See, I'm not, I'm not in control by how many. I'm just, I know that God heals my prayers, and I know God answers my prayers. Now, I prayed for you this morning early. Always I get up and pray for you. You go to this church, you're being prayed for. L- listen, listen. Listen, you can't sit under when the Spirit of God is moving. Listen. Now, Father, I thank you for the people that, that you sent in here this morning. I was not intending to go this way. You know that. Uh, but for the people, I said it. Because I want to see everybody in this church come here and get their blessings from the Lord. Your healing is, is, is of the Lord. It's already been given to you. I'm not trying to give you something that I don't have. Healing already been given to you. It's called the children's meat, the children's bread. It's already yours. I'm just a person that believe God while I'm talking that he's giving you yours now. And I know what I'm saying. And the reason why I know what I'm saying because the spirit of God is touching me while I'm saying it. Now, now you who had pain in your body don't have pains now when you stand up on your feet. Only the one that had, had pain in their body, you don't have it now, stand up on your feet. See, I'm just, stand, I'm just standing here because I already know. A lot of y'all got to think, well, do I have it now? See, they showed, they showed that man at the door over there. Woman standing there, woman standing there, woman standing here. See, you can be seated. You can be seated. Now, some people are a little faster than others. So I can't hold, I can't hold up the whole service. But I'm just telling you, if I say the same thing before the service is over, then they're going to stand up too. Because I already know what the Spirit is doing. Why? Because the Spirit is in me. When I pray, when I pray for people, the Spirit is touching me too. If you don't have the Spirit in you, you don't have the mind of the Spirit. That means you don't know what the Spirit is doing. You got to become more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Now watch the difference. I command the pain that's in the people to leave. And Father, I give you the praise and the glory. See, I didn't have to go through no Shandai and all that because I have the Holy Spirit. And I have the authority based on Jesus' resurrection. You know that, right? When God raised Jesus from the dead, he set him at his own right hand in heavenly places and he set us with him. 
So if you're sitting in heavenly places, you ought to have some authority. Or you shouldn't be sitting up there. He placed all things under our feet. Gave him to be the head of all things and he gave all his power to the church. See, if you know what the word said, you don't have to go, you don't have to go through that. Now, while I'm talking right now, then other, some other folk that, I, that didn't stand the first time, I want you to stand now. I'm talking about folk who paint. Here we go. There are one here. There are two. There are three. There are four. There are five. I'm just showing you how I work. There are six. So you have to understand something. Thank you. You can be seated. It doesn't mean God doesn't move when you want to move, but he don't. He don't have your clock. You just got to believe God and keep on doing what you're doing. You have to make sure that you are in the spirit, in the spirit. When you're in the spirit, you have the spirit. See, the spirit of God, I, I, don't, I don't talk enough, I'm going to say it like that, about the things of the spirit. What I'm learning, and as I'm learning, God is destroying ignorance in me. Let me tell you what the word ignorance means. Uh, let, let's go to, Jesus, I'm going to get something done, I reckon, right? Where I see I'm at. 1 Corinthians 12, I'm just going to do verse 1 and 2, and then I want to go to Acts 17, 30, 30, Acts 17, verse 23. That'll be enough. All that's good. I'm going to have to do verse 28. I don't know. When you're led by the Spirit, you'll stop running your mouth. Just go, Reverend. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1 and 2 says, Now, brethren, concerning spiritual gift, I would not have you what? He don't want us to be ignorant of spiritual gift. He wants you to know. But you got to get taught from a man of God who, 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 who teach you the gospel of Christ, the gospel of grace. You can't find many because you if you don't, you're going to end up with another spirit. That's what 2 Corinthians 12 is talking about. If somebody preaches to you another Jesus, you're going to end up with another spirit. I'll go there next. You know that you were Gentiles. Watch what he says. Carried away unto these dumb idols. They were led astray to dumb idols. They followed somebody else that put them in idolatry. Even as you were led. Now, I, I'm going to say this, and the young lady going to know who I'm talking about because she's been in my prayers and I, and I think she's here today. I haven't been looking over the service, but I, if, if she, she, she knows if she's here or her brother knows what I'm talking about. But she went to a church and a man said to her, I'm going to prophesy over you. And what he told her to do, one of the things, was the guy she had been with five years told her to leave him. See, you got to understand something. How can somebody tell you to leave who you with? I'm like this. If you don't know the story, so how can I tell? See, there's no way. God's not going to tell you to leave your husband. He's not going to tell you to leave your boyfriend. He's not going to tell you to leave nothing. God's going to continue to put his word in you. 
and then you gonna make that decision. That's how God operates. And see, a lot of folks waiting on God to tell them, listen, when God give you his word, once you know the word, you know what to do. But if you're not following the word, you are following evil spirits and doctrines of devils that will destroy your life and your future. You cannot find in the Bible what you believe it in. That's the devil. Let me say it again. When you cannot find in the Bible and base it on the word, what you believe it on doing is the devil. You'd be surprised there are so many churches are open and they are not to preach God's word. They are new age. Or another age, let me put it that way. All right, now I gave you something I said I'm going to go to, right? Acts 17. Now this is one I, I tremendous, I use this always in Acts chapter 17. And I hope, I hope somebody's learning. Acts chapter 17. Now you watch what Paul said. This is one of my favorites here, Acts 17. And the apostle Paul, uh, he had come into Thessalonians, then he'd been driven into Berea, and he had, now he's in Athens in chapter 17. All those different places he went in Acts chapter 17. And then verse 22, he went to, he went to a church. Watch this. Uh, some of you all are going to get this one. Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, You men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are too superstitious. So how do you, how do you know that, Paul? Now, what superstition means, you are more religious than ordinary people. Let me say it again. You are more religious than ordinary people. See, you got people who, who have idols in their yards. And you got to understand something. You got it out that the idol protects you. Now, if the idol protects you, then what you need God for? Okay. So Paul visited this church. Y'all all right? Okay. Paul said, I passed by and I beheld your devotions. And I found an altar with this inscription. Now he's talking about he's checking out their idols. See, in, in some churches, all these men that you have in a, in a church, I can't call their name, all those men are now idols. So if you go to some churches, you see white idols all in the yards, the churches, and let you know what, kind, what name of that church. If that, if that church is a certain man, you see that man in, in, out there. Do y'all understand anything I'm saying? Okay. Praise the Lord. So that's, that's Saint somebody. Well, you got to understand, if you were in that, I'm talking about being taught and led by that, you're led by them statues too. Because you talk to anybody who go to a place like that, they have to always go to them statues. Now, no, no, did anybody know them coming? Y'all are so quiet on me. And so you have to understand when you decide to allow your child to go to that church for a school, what they're going to be taught. And now they get up older and they worship an idol and you pay for it. 
because you're not going there free. You bought that ignorance. For I passed by and, be, and beheld your devotions. I found with an altar of scripture the, the unknown God, whom you therefore ignorantly worship. Him declare I unto you. First of all, he's going to say, look, God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he's Lord of heaven and earth, he does not live in them idols. See, people do not know those things that are men that they got in the yard are temples. And most, most churches you go to like that, they all got their temples in their yards. You go to this big hospital right over here, I call the name, you will know inside they got a, little, a man with a little man on the hand of the head. You see that, but you don't know what you're looking at. It sits right in the front of Well, you got to go worship, you got to get past him, you pass at him to go in. And a lot of times they end up touching him and all that for the good. See, we see it, but we don't want to understand. You got some idols too, somewhere, make sure you don't. See, some place you go to, they give you, they give you a shiny coin. See, this is what happened to the church. This is what happened to the church in Acts chapter 19. That next week, they had all kinds of stuff burn up. Don't bring your coin, drop it in my offering tray. I don't want your coin. <laughs> you do like I did when they gave me one. Get rid of it. Amen. Because he, the man told me this. I'm telling you, I went to the place the man told me. He, he go there, so he had a lot of comfort. And then he gave me one and said, this would keep you, son. May the Lord keep you. And I'm going like, what this for? Don't worry, just put it in your pocket, he'll keep you. And so what they end up doing, we want a nickel so bad, we keep that nickel. <laughs> I don't know what it is. But I'm trying to tell you, how many know what I just said? <laughs> see, all this stuff is out there and we see it, but we don't think it's real. Now, what did you just do? See, you're coming here, I will trust in the Lord. And don't drop that corner, but I will. Do you see what I'm saying? You can't trust God and idols. You can't worship God and idols. One of the greatest things that happened to Israel is all through their time, they wanted a God that they could see. And that's where people come in, come in with money. Most people do not realize It's okay to have money, but your Bible said the love of money is the root of all evil. And if you have love in your heart for money, you have no love in your heart for God. See, my job is to tell you the truth. You cannot love God and money. See, that's what happens to so many people. You can't love God and money. Because if you love one and hate the other, you're going you're gonna to draw the one and despise the other. You can't, you can't serve both. One will become an idol. Which one will it be? It ain't going to be God. So 
this is the kind of thing, I don't have time to, 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 to do everything. I will. What I want you to, Paul talked about the word ignorant. Don't you know Paul was a person who said, look at 1 Timothy 1.13. When Paul got saved, God delivered him from ignorance. See, that's what you got to understand. But we don't want to acknowledge that we got some ignorance. I told you the word ignorant, I'm going to give it to you. It, it's lacking knowledge. Ignorance means what? Lacking knowledge. Number two, lacking information. Ignorance means I was just unaware. See, that's all. When you're unaware of things, you're ignorant of it. Most of Paul's talking is, did you not know? Most of the things that he say is, know ye not? 1 Timothy 1.13, Paul persecuted the church. Paul, think about what I'm saying, went out with 4,000 4, men to kill Christians. Watch what he said. Watch what he said on the screen. Watch what Paul said. Paul says, I was a blasphemer. I was a persecutor. I was injurious. But I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly when I wasn't saved. Because when you weren't saved, you're in unbelief. So you got to understand something. That whole lot of things we do, we're just ignorant of the truth. But when you, when you acknowledge that you are ignorant of things, God can help you. That's why Paul said, when a man think he knoweth, he knoweth not as he ought to know. Now he know nothing at all. Because he knows so much, God can't help him. I get no messages from God unless I talk to him. Or I'm in, in his word. I can be in his word, he'll show me something. I'm going, to, ooh, that's for Sunday right there. Then he shows me. Once he showed me, I give him the praise. Just like when I just stood up and said, I can pray for you. See, I can lay hands on you, I can pray for you, or I can pray for you before you come. So that's why when you hear and you got pain in your body, you don't have to go home. You can, you can see me before, I don't do it in the service a lot, but you can let me know or give it Ursula a note. I need prayer for, for Pastor Lee today. I'm always here to serve you. This young man over here on the right door, be over here waving with, with the glasses on today, he has surgery on his eyes. Both eyes. When he came this morning, he came here. You know, this is the one say, urgent care. He said, when I come here, I'm coming to urgent care. I'm telling you, he does it every week. Then he said, look, I need, I need help with my eyes today. Come to my office, lay hands on him. He at the door, urgent. See, I'm, all I'm saying is... You have everything God gave you. You just got to receive the gift. You just don't know your gift. You need to get acquainted. See, when most people are trying to get these in here, but they have not accepted the one God gave them. If you're going to get all the other gifts that you have there, you need to also acknowledge the gift God gave you. God said, I gave, I give, I gave to the church, apostle, prophet, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teachers. Well, he gave that. 
But I also know as your pastor, he gave me to you and he gave you to me. So what we have to do is, is acknowledge the gift that God has given us. And then God, now we can desire spiritual gift. And now we can prosper in the church. But we got to respect one another. Every one of us got to be able to respect one another and the thought, the anointing that God is placing in life. And if you can't do that, you can't receive it. That's why, that's why when you see people who, who doing things, uh, I, I asked this girl this morning, Sister William, uh, to sing that song. Now, she did what she did because I asked her. That's what you have to do. She, she could have said, Pastor, I'm going to tell you, man, that ain't my song. Now, her, her, her song that I'm going to have her to sing next week is I'm Never Alone. See, I'm doing that. I'm doing that. I'm doing that because I'm doing that for her. And when she do it, she's going to do it for us. My time is up. I thank you for yours. I'm, I'm never done. I'm never done. I just quit. All right. So grieve not the Holy Spirit. I got, a whole, I got a lot of things that I could be talking about, but I can't go there now. I just had to give you what, remember, always leftovers. There's a lot of leftovers. I just have to give you what I believe God wants you to have today, and we're going to go with fellowship. Now, I really thank God. Stand up on your feet. All right. Father, we thank you now for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for your precious blood. We thank for all those people who watch our television out there. And I pray that there's something said. I'm not here to, to put anybody down. I'm here because I want you to know the truth. Don't get yourself involved worshiping of men. This is what they did in Acts chapter 19. They worshiped men until they came and says, Paul. And Barnabas, they called them Jupiter. They said he fell from, these people fell down heaven, fell down from heaven, and they began to worship Paul. That's why Paul says, look, don't worship me. I'm just a gift. Sit here with the message. Don't ever worship the person. Thank God for the anointing. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. But I do not want nobody to worship me. I'm just a gift that God gave you. Hey, my time is up. I thank you for yours, and the door of faith is open unto you. Thank you for listening to the Door of Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.